Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Every Weekend Movie Podcast, the show where we talk about a movie every weekend. Today, uh, we'll be talking about the movie Early Man, starring Tom Hiddleston and Eddie Redmayne, who you know from uh, Thor, and that Harry Potter m- movie that wasn't a Harry Potter movie. Uh, it's Early Man's directed by Nick Park, uh, set at the dawn of time when prehistoric creatures and woolly mammoths roam the earth. Early Man tells the story of Doug, along with his sidekick Hognob, as they unite his tribe against a mighty enemy, Lord Newth, and his Bronze Age city to save their home. Um, I just read that off of IMDb. I didn't make that up, full disclosure. Uh, there are going to be some spoilers in this podcast, but if you'd wish, um, after this little intro bit, before we get into the real thing, you can pause it, go down with your friends and your family to watch the film, talk about it, and then come back and gather around the old radio phonograph and listen to the podcast with your family. And talk about how you're going to get food tomorrow as you stoke the fireplace in your old, old pioneer home. Um, some other things, uh, if you want to leave a comment on how you felt about Early Man on our Facebook page or on Instagram or Twitter, uh, next week we'll talk about it. We'll talk about how you felt. We'll have a little section where we go, oh, look at what uh, this man wrote, and he hated it. Anyway, you can do that, or if you want, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes, uh, comment a little thing, whatever you want, and we'll read that too. We'll give you a little shout-out for being such a good, good, nice reviewer of our podcast. Um, Next week, we will be talking about the biggest show on the planet for films uh, made by our friend Oscar. Uh, I've heard he's a nice guy, and he has a big show on ABC every year. Uh, I've never met him, but I think this show's a pretty big deal. So we'll be talking about that, all the twists, turns, and wrong envelopes, folks. So yeah, that's all I have for today. Enjoy the podcast, enjoy the show, have a good, good time. Hello everybody and welcome to Every Week in a Movie, a podcast about uh, movies, and we watch them every weekend. Uh, today, uh, I am joined by Taylor Becker, my co-host, my name is Ben Harris. Um, this week we watched Early Man, starring Tom Hiddleston, Eddie Redmayne, directed by Nick Park. Um, yeah, pretty great, pretty, pretty fun movie, very okay, that was my first impression, yeah, definitely a, a kid's movie, um, but a more interesting one than most, um, yeah, what were your first impressions? Um, I think they took a idea that could be made into, like, a 20-minute TV episode into a 90-minute feature-length film. Um, story's a little thin to say the least. Uh, not a whole lot of substance. Yeah, the whole idea of the movie's pretty basic, but it doesn't mean it's not like a cute little movie that you can't get a couple of laughs. Um, I mean, these are the same people that make Wallace and Gromit, so it's kind of like that same humor. This like, you really you have to watch the movie maybe a couple times to get every single joke. Um, I know like there's one part that I really thought was like super classic like Wallace and Gromit style comedy was when uh, they're hunting the rabbits in the beginning mm-hmm. and he's making all like the like all the noises and all yeah. the hand signals yeah and they're just like staring at him and it's like a th- minute long scene it's the same joke for like a minute but I think it, it just works because it's just kind of funny but there's like a bunch of like little subtle jokes and I mean some of them kind of beat you over the head with like puns and such but 
don't know. I wasn't asking much of this movie, and I think it provided everything that I could have asked for it. So, yeah, I um, this this movie was made by uh, Ardman, which and they're based out of uh, England, Britain. UK. So, yeah. like, definitely that sort of humor was you know very dry, like long dry you know efforts to make a joke. Um, I yeah, I found that this movie was as I expected it to be, nothing more, nothing less. Um, the plot, I think that's the first thing we can get into, was completely out of left field and something that I never would have expected from watching the trailers or anything I knew about the film. Um, the entire, like, underdog uh, soccer plot line was not... <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't remember seeing... I saw a couple trailers for it, but I think I usually just turned my brain off when they came on. But... I, I guess the whole football soccer thing was like, I just, I was like, is this really what this movie's about? Like, I thought it was going to be like a little skit in the beginning, but yeah, the whole entire movie was about that. I think my favorite scene in the entire movie is when the, the main character ends up like in the arena accidentally and he's wearing his armor and you're thinking like, oh man, they're going to have to fight to the death. This is going to be brutal. And then they really played it off as if, you know, this classic gladiator scene, they're going to fight some lions or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just the entire, like, reveal to actually this is just soccer was probably the funniest scene in the movie to me. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I mean, it's like the whole thing in the movie. I just didn't see any. And then the the king guy, the governor, I guess he is, whatever he calls himself. Mm -hmm. That's Tom Hiddleston, right? Yeah. I thought that was a weird character. Just like the whole French. I don't know. The claymation, it's beautiful, but it doesn't change the fact that it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. They look so weird. <laughs> Every yeah, character is so... True. They're so ugly. And mm-hmm. Like the, the, the star, Jurgen or whatever, with the blonde hair. Uh-huh. It's just like a really creepy Barbie doll. and Yeah. Everything about claymation, I think, is kind of jarring and uncomfortable. But I, I think it's an incredible craft. And the amount of detail that goes into claymation films is really great but also like the way that they move and the way that they look and their eyes are definitely like i think it's the teeth the teeth always get me what weird looking teeth yeah very all the same size in that aspect but what was the main main character's name was doug like d-u-g uh yeah i I didn't know if it was doug or dog yeah really i was kind of lost for words as as far as like who played what? Dougie dog, and then the I, whole warthog thing. Like I don't know why they just didn't make him a dog. Yeah, I think, I think probably to add to that prehistoric um, notion Five. that for yeah. some reason he's a warthog and not a dog. But the whole his whole thing with massaging the governor that was pretty funny. Yeah, there were some there were some scenes in this movie that, but the bit just goes on for like five minutes when it could have just been. A minute or like 30 seconds yeah like i get the premise like yeah it's funny what? because he's a warthog and he's pretending to be human haha um yeah. i really i really love the the part of that scene where like uh lord nooth is like hey go play some music and it just sounds awful but he's just like yeah that's that's all right that's cool it is. but the gosh the whole entire film just throw me for a loop in that aspect of 
Like, never did I expect to be watching, like, this soccer training montage scene set in prehistoric times. Who um, knew they were going to make the greatest spa- sports movie of all time? But yeah. they didn't set out to do that, and they did it. <laughs> the best sports movie to ever be made. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just very funny. Like, the entire dialogue, it seemed, the entire movie seemed like kind of a, a dialogue on, like, soccer and professional sports in themselves and how the executives care more about money than the actual sport and i thought that that was just kind of a very funny thing like this is just the silliest movie that also it's like a commentary on the problems with uh professional sports Football in the modern world. era i know what a weird message to try to get across like you could take a stance on global warming you could take a stance on really anything but like how football players are treated like that's the stance that they chose to go with is like I don't know what, I mean I guess it's a British company so maybe that's all they that, that's going on over there in the UK but it was definitely a premise out of left field that was funny I guess I mean it had it worked but um, I just don't know how many kids are going to go to that movie and relate to playing soccer <laughs> and, I don't know yeah, not really not really uh, made for an American audience in that respect because nobody cares about soccer here. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, I thought I thought the plot was um, good. I I thought I thought it was I wouldn't say well written, but it was written well enough to where I could follow it. Um, yeah, there were some things that definitely didn't make sense to me. Like for instance, the scene with the giant duck. The giant prehistoric duck. I just didn't. That was pretty funny though. When <laughs> he throws the rock at it. It was and, like the whole perspective is like, oh, very, it's like, yeah. I thought I thought that was a really interesting scene where you just think it's a tiny duck, but then it's not. Um, the characters in this film were very interesting. I'd say. I mean, we have our you know the Lord News, voiced by Tom Hiddleston and Eddie Redmayne playing the main character. Um, and Missy Williams playing the female lead. I don't remember what her name was. Um, weird love interest thing. Yeah, weird claymation love interest where they're both not in any way like good looking people or whatever you'd want to call them, claymation people at all. Shit, weird name. Yeah, I don't. They all kind of did, and I think that was difficult. But the characters I loved, and I wish they would have played this more. The guy with like the guy with the rock that uh, thought that the rock was a real person was very funny oh, towards the beginning and i wish yeah. they would have kept the rock his uh, more central role just dwayne the rock johnson back again dwayne the rock movie. johnson back again is literally pulling a rock um it was pretty funny i'll give him that and gets beheaded that's pretty funny yeah there were there were some very very clever jokes in this film and i'd have to watch it again to probably be able to pick out which ones i really enjoyed but there were some times that i was like I had to, like, think about why that was funny, and it was like, you know, I think Wallace and Gromit, that's kind of classic Wallace and Gromit, it was really, like, intricate, laid-out joke, intricately laid-out jokes that you Sometimes kind of they did the, to They did the same jokes so many times. They did the, like, uh, if there's a duck flying to you, he goes, duck, and everyone, like, ducks their head, like, no, a duck, and... Did, yeah. They did like three times, and then the kid with his mom. That was like his whole character was just saying, "Mom." Mm-hmm. I thought, <laughs> I I, I think it's kind of hard to balance like 
in between very dry like British humor to oh this is a movie for kids we got to add some gags. I really did like that running joke though with the I don't remember what his name was the the king's like royal like help helper yeah or his he was servant yeah. or whatever like just the constant play on words was fun. It was a weird weekend to come out like coming out the weekend after Black Panther. Yeah, I was looking at uh, box office scores and like this movie made I wonder if- five million estimated domestically and black panther made 320 this weekend so yes yeah, not really fair really not not fair but i mean then again it just mattered you know it's like the movies that came out when uh what was that that other anime movie that came out with the last jedi came out um uh, gosh it was like a dreamworks movie yeah, I doubt anybody ever saw that movie, and it probably flopped because there was such a big release that came out that same weekend, or you know, coming out in that time frame. Like I would have even came out like the weekend before Fifty Shades, because there was like that, like January. There was nothing that came out. Yeah, and this. And then we're gonna like... start getting in. We're gonna start getting into summer movies pretty soon. So, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming this movie's probably not made to make big money in America. It's probably made to make a bunch of money in England and all that. I don't know. It's like one of those movies. I hope they make enough money to where they keep making them because they're entertaining to watch, and I think they're probably good for kids who go and see it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't want a lot of them. I don't want like thirty. I mean, there's like a Chicken Run, you know what it's called, or Turkey yeah. Run, Turkey Escape, something like that. <laughs> turkey um, Escape. Beware of the Rabbit Werewolf or something like that. And then Wallace and Gromit, obviously. But there's like enough to where I hope they just keep making more. Chicken Run was actually nominated for a Golden Globe. It was nominated for Best Motion Picture in 2001. So, I mean, they've made some, I think, reputable, had some reputable moments in animation, and I think they are kind of a leading, uh, a leading group in animation, in claymation and animation, just because their art style and the way that they make movies is so unique and so different. I mean, I grew up on, you know, watching Wallace and Gromit on, like, VHS. Um, and I think they recently all came out, a lot of them came out on, like, Amazon Video or something, and I was watching them, and they, it's just a very unique style. Um, and, you know, really, to me, the only prominent group that is making claymation movies, it's being released... Nationally. It definitely catches your eye, and like I That's can't something you can not notice. I can't think of any other. I think flushed away the DreamWorks movie was kind of. I think it was claymation. That one was claymation. I think. Yeah. But really, that's the last claymation movie that I remember being out in theaters, just because it's not. It's. I think it's a. It's a hard art style to create, especially when it comes to a full length feature film. Yeah, I think it takes forever. And. uh like Wes Anderson, like uh, Fantasmus Fox, that's like oh, that's true. As stop close motion. as it gets, Not that's stop motion. Claymation, but and I'm really yeah. excited for uh, Isle of Dogs as next stop motion film. That one looks really neat, but yeah, just the entire process of claymation is really fascinating to me and really interesting. Like a five second scene takes like a like a week to record. The f- yeah, the fact that you're not drawing, but you're literally sculpting these characters and there are some scenes in this movie that have you know spectacular like sets like set design i thought some of those were just like real like just they're out in the forest like sometimes i feel like they just took a shot like they're in the forest 
like mm-hmm. real life. They just brought a camera out there and then they just scale down and have like this miniature version of a little forest. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't know how that worked, but sometimes it looked like I'm like that tree has to be like a full length real tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like the some of the opening scenes towards the the beginning, like the big like scenic like exposition scenes. You're like that has yeah. to be that has to be real. But yeah, who knows? Oh, the little creatures in the Badlands are pretty funny. Like these little creep, like when he sleeps on the spider web and like the spider the crab thing. Yeah, I thought they had the messenger takes there. The messenger pigeon or whatever. That was probably one of the funnier oh, characters. That was definitely one of the fun. Yeah, definitely a funny scene a in the film. Fun little guy. And I love the whole, like, when he starts, like, trash-talking his mom, and the bird's like, okay, I'll send that. <laughs> I thought that that relationship was very fun, and just the the entire relationship between the queen. I don't know, is the queen, I assume the queen's his mom. doesn't really say. I mean, I imagine it's a family hierarchy sort of thing. I guess he's yeah, a Yeah, so if he's, like, a lord. Yeah. And that has to be his mom. But I, I found that... It was very, it was very funny to me that, you know, despite this, you know, he's a prince and she's a queen and, you know, over this entire town, you know, country or whatever, there's still this like mother son relationship that is very much like, I can't believe you would do something like that. And, uh, that's my impersonation of a mom, everybody. It's good. (laughs) Thanks. Like mom, Uh, you don't understand mom, but it's very much like this rebellious teenager that just wants to do his own thing while his mom is like be it a queen shit yeah uh and i found that i mean really in reality towards the end of the movie she's the one who kind of saves the day and realizes that her son's full of bs uh and it's like this is the best soccer game i've seen ever um this is how the game should be played and you can go back to your primitive village go home we're going back home <laughs> i found that uh that dynamic was interesting and like the fact that there's these very very primitive human beings that are you know hunting rabbits and you know really just kind of surviving out in the woods in their little huts and then the and then there's this kind of metropolis of you know it was very kind bronze. of like the bronze age like dark ages mixed with very dark ages that was interesting and then the yeah, the entire like surprise they're bronze age and medieval but they also play soccer in giant stadiums it's a good thing they all speak english yeah thank god because if they spoke any other language i wouldn't be able to understand them yeah so i mean you have to do that in the movies and then there's like some the french accent of lord pooth was hard to understand it's not great yeah but maybe that was the whole point to have this because i think even at the beginning He's like, what did you say? And he said, like, keep saying it because he had, like, this terrible French accent. And nobody else in the film has an accent. And it makes me wonder, like, was Tom Hiddleston like, I've just got to do a ridiculous accent for this character. Because he's British, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, he is. They're all, Eddie Redmayne's British, too. I imagine that a lot of the cast is. (laughs) They're probably all British, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But I found that accent, yeah. Very funny and obnoxious, and I really fit. A little hard to listen to there, governor. The the uh, character that he was playing. Governor. On the rest of the podcast, uh, Becker will just do uh, impressions. Do of- a 
British. Wonderful accent. Oh no. Well, Cockney. That that's good, pal. That's good. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the Every Weekend in Movie Podcast. This episode was a little shorter than last, and really they're going to vary in between 20 to, I don't know, 45 minutes, just because sometimes movies don't mean anything. And by that, I mean there isn't as much to talk about for them. Um, you can check us out on everyweekendinmovie.com or our Facebook page, Instagram, or Twitter. I think those are the only uh, social media accounts that we have for this thing. Uh, check so us out on uh, LinkedIn. There you go. Um Tumblr and uh, Pinterest. Yeah, check us out on Pinterest for all of our recipes and sewing patterns, because that's what we we're diverse. Yeah, we're we really are trying to diversify the brand. But uh, next week we'll be talking about Oscar noms and Oscar wins and Oscar moments, and mostly just talking about Jimmy Kimmel like a lot. I imagine just how he did how his mom is, how his kid is doing, um, the last time he cried on national television. Do you think he'll cry? He'll probably cry. He'll probably cry. And I assume he'll talk about the shooting a whole bunch. Um, I'm just hoping that my heart isn't ripped out of my chest with La La Land not winning, winning, not winning. Um, so as long as something like that doesn't happen again, I'll be okay. Something as horrific as that mess up, that wrong envelope. As the best movie of all time, not winning oh, best film of the year. Yeah, I hope National. Let's hope Treasure, something like that doesn't happen. I hope National Treasure gets nominated this year. There he is. We need good old Nick Cage is back, baby. <laughs> National Treasure. I mean, what? We're, let's just rename the podcast National Treasure and other movies and other movies sometimes. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with your Oscar fun time. Uh, 